there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. Welcome to episode three. This is kind of a current event uh, episode tonight. We are chatting a little bit about how COVID has affected us and what is going on on our crazy farms this month. So jumping right in, what seems to be the main topic of conversation? This right now, August of 2020. Uh, Well, the fun thing that is going through everybody's brain right now is school, I think. Uh, Pretty positive. Of what to do. I have two boys. You have two, three girls. Mm -hmm. Um. This is our first year. We would be in kindergarten in preschool this year. Um, So I'm kind of bummed that we're not going to do it. But we chose to stay home this year. We chose to uh, homeschool. And maybe if ours were a little bit older, I think we probably would have chose something different. Um, But just for consistency reasons, and I'm home anyways, taking care of all the crazy animals... It just kind of made sense for us, but I know that we're extremely lucky and not a lot of other people have those options. Right. Sure. Uh, we're with the three girls. Two of them are school age. So I've got a third grader and a first grader. Um, and then my youngest, she technically we kind of put her into a daycare program just for socializing. Uh <laughs> Yeah. So we so had tough. to make the weird decision there, but um, our girls are going back to school. Our school system itself is working really hard, and um, we can see evidence of that. And, you know, uh, I also don't feel like as moms we totally have to justify why we choose what we choose. I think that's also the really great thing about parenting is that there's literally so many different options. Absolutely. To raise great kids and to be great parents so we're all gonna do the best with what we got i saw something on the internet and it said that we should get into the habit of saying oh you chose to keep your kids at home great job you're a good mom oh you chose to send your kids to school great job you're a good mom oh you're doing virtual learning because you chose to great job you're a great mom and i feel like that's just there's no right answer with this entire situation it's not what we're used to it's not the normal it's just tough all around ultimately being a mom in general being a parent in general i'm not going to just say mom none of us have done it before yeah so naturally we're going to be insecure about it and uber defensive when someone questions why we do what we do add a pandemic on top of it yeah pandemic's just been a nice little fun spin on this whole uh it really has been the Jumanji of uh, <laughs> I like that of this year. It's not. So now take the game of COVID instead of Jumanji. No, just kidding. And turn us into poultry moms yeah. making the decision or or seeing the effects of what COVID does on our on on our favorite species. So yeah, so naturally we got to roll into chickens as we have been doing this month so far. Um, it's been great for us. It really has. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's really not... I feel like that was kind of bad to say. 
Um, <laughs> you know, what I guess what I'm getting with is in the beginning of all of this was March, April, right? Mm-hmm. And this was when I think the chicken world already is kind of exploding because springtime means cute, fuzzy baby animals. It means let's get some chicks and start that out. But now you took away people's meat storage. You took away people's eggs in the grocery store. And everybody was like, I need chickens and I need them for my backyard and I need them right now. Yep. And it just so happened that this was our first year that we hatched out and we're raising chickens for people to sell. So it was great for yeah. us. It was real great. Um, Absolutely. And we felt the effects of that as well. We had a 1,500 chick chick day and sold them all in like four days. Um, It was incredible. <laughs> and our store had literally had just reopened. We Well, I guess there wasn't even any furniture in the store no. when we were having people in for chick day from our fire that we had back in February. Um, so we were escorting in family by family, letting them pick out their chicks. All while you are social distancing. Yeah, we had to social distance. Because of the pandemic. I had to pick out every, like they got to point, but then I would help them pick their chickens out. And uh, then I would call a number and people would walk across the street and pick out their chickens. So also to say, it was a lot of loopholes to jump through, but we understood that we were essential, that chickens became essential real fast. Real fast. Um, but the uh, the shortage in getting our hands on birds was legit. It and was it's real. Still a thing that is shortage on now. We see that even with fall purchases. We're trying to do a, a last batch of meat chickens before um, our fall roundup, and it's... Yeah. It's hard to get them. Absolutely. Actually, there was an article from, um, what was it, Backyard Chicken Coops or something that said that they, chicken coop sales went up 325% in March and 525% in April. And that they actually lost percentages because they had to restock. They, sure. they were so low. Absolutely. On the actual inventory that that's why their numbers were low. But it was, it's crazy. I think that it's, uh, it kind of affects both ends. So when you're in, in a, um, a commercial situation um, where you're producing meat birds at a commercial level, I think you are going to feel effects because you can't get your hands on the birds Granted, usually you're working with a giant producer at the time, Mm -hmm. and so that's their problem, not yours. (laughs) Yes. But that's still, I mean, it's still going to affect you in the, you know, in the, what do you call it, the waterfall of of supply and demand. Uh, But at the same token, as a small farmer, like, we are are sitting in a sweet spot. We just, we have the the consumers. They want what we have, which is awesome. The problem is for us, we have to make sure that we're providing quality, ethical, you know, fast, reliable service and product. And uh, as you and I uh, had great success with that, um, but I know that's not the case for everyone, but absolutely, um, you know, it. the hard part for us was the fact that we still, our store was considered essential. You know, the birds were essential, but Nathan had to do it all by himself because <laughs> I had to raise three little girls through, you know, what the end of the school year was last year. So it's been, it's been a treat. Thanks. 
thanks for 2020 COVID, guys. Okay, so even when everybody panic purchased chickens, I think that kind of opened a whole new gate to an idea of where we're getting all of our food from. Where's the source of all of this? And I think a lot more people became a little bit more aware of their meat supplies. I think a lot of people started taking an interest into gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just kind of getting a little bit more, like, on the crunchy side. A little bit more, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, in a way, it was kind of nice. Not everybody, like I said, I know not everybody was blessed with this. But it, it was kind of nice to people to get their hands in their dirt, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that, even if it was just planting, you know, marigolds and daisies, people were doing it. And it was just little things that brought them joy. Like, I turned my whole entire house into a greenhouse because I developed a huge houseplant addiction as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. I didn't even know that I liked house plants, but yeah. <laughs> but I do. Absolutely. And that's and that's fun. And you know, and we started doing a whole bunch of seeds, but then our seed catalog started running out. And then somebody must have sold our information somewhere because then we got spammed with probably 45 different weird like nurseries throughout oh geez. the state that was like, "Oh, look at all these deals." And we were like, "Yes, yes. we we will." Let's do this. Let's build another greenhouse. The great thing is, though, especially <laughs> with poultry, is that you're like, oh, well, even if this doesn't work, we'll just let the chickens out in the fall and take care, take care of it right away. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. The gardens uh, got a little crazy, but that's okay. It is okay. I'm always welcome to share the world of chickens with people. So this <laughs> whole thing just let me uh, talk about chickens even more. So another really interesting thing that just very newly came out in the news was uh, COVID-19 was found on chicken wings. And this was kind of a, I feel like the title panicked more than everything else, which has probably been the entire headlines of this year so far. Sure. Is, you know, and that's their job is to get your attention as fast as they can. And that's what's up. And I, so the basic... The basic part about it is, is that there was a coronavirus on the package mm-hmm. of chicken wings imported from China, which was imported from Brazil, right? I think that's right. Yeah. It was, came, it, it came from Brazil to China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically... They pretty much, the CDC dismissed it real quick and was like, you really don't have anything to worry about um, coronavirus going from animals to people. Right. You know, again, stress it again, wash your hands after everything that you do. Right. This doesn't really have to be a corona thing. This could just be like a don't be gross thing. (laughs) Just also like... It's also just a stress to do your research on. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, just a quick a quick Google search on this was not about a fear-mongering post or anything else like that. Right. It was just kind of... And this is not the first case. There was a couple, an article a couple days ago about COVID found on frozen shrimp. And uh, I think there's some others out there. Um, if you do your research, you understand that. 
This cannot be transmitted from packaging. And as long as you're cooking your meat and all of your food to the proper temperatures. It kills all the bacteria. It kills everything. Absolutely. And that, we were just looking about that, about who washes their chickens before they cook them. Exactly, yeah. And. Do you wash your chickens? Well, no. I mean, I don't know. I get, maybe I would. I think (laughs) I might. Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I was I was, <laughs> I was telling Leanna that I I cook chickens from I cook turkeys for my church, and uh, I do rinse off the turkeys. I think just out of common courtesy for the fact that I'm feeding a very large number of people. But you shouldn't. You don't need but to. Exactly. You were telling me that that is now. Yeah, you don't need to. They said you shouldn't wash anything. Um, your eggs, your chickens. Because the water splash droplets can go on your hands and your clothes and your sinks and your prepping stations. And they would (laughs) contaminate all of those yucky things with their juices. But if you cook chicken to its proper temperature, then you have no thing to worry about. And I would assume that that is the same thing about your Corona package. Exactly. Yeah. So just... Wash your hands after you handle your poultry. And if you cook it to the temperatures, you should be good. Yep. I mean. Generally, that's how that works. Clearly, I'm selling chickens and not a scientist. But. (laughs) But it takes a little bit of science to do it. Yes. After talking about the wonderful, uh, fabulous current events that are going on in our society. It was just kind of like, wah, wah. But we want to end on a fun Good note. Um, so let's just, uh, what are, you know, what are some goals that you've got going on on the Hinkle Homestead right now? Okay, so I'm really hopeful and excited. I'm going to be really excited if this is the case. But our Cooney Cooney pigs were paired up in May and June. And I'm hoping that Miss Maple is, in fact, pregnant. Hey. <laughs> Um, I've never done, I've never done live birth before. I've just hatched chickens. (laughs) So this experience is very new to me and I also don't know what to watch out for. So I don't know if she gained, get it, the COVID-20. She's just a fatty. She's literally so fat. Um, but like her belly's getting big and like, you know, I would say that all the bits and pieces are starting to get bigger but I don't know if that's normal. And I was kind of talking to some pig people that I know of. And they were like, okay, well, if you really, you know, watch her bits and watch her back end and her belly will get kind of swollen, then you have about a day. Oh, good. So oh, good. <laughs> you're telling me that there's a three-month, three-week, and three-day gestation period and I get a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> but... <laughs> So that was kind of fun. Uh, so, but with that being said, when she was matched up in May and June, that's like an eight-week period yeah. of when it could happen. So at the very at the very minimum, it could be the end of August. Uh-huh. Or it could be, I think, early October. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't even know at this point. I'm literally just constantly lifting a tail and like checking yeah. the goods, the money shot. <laughs> and I don't know. And I said, <laughs> I, if I have to go through all of this 
for this four month period for nothing, I'm eating bacon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I couldn't do that. That's good. But, uh, so that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. That's a, it's worth being excited. <laughs> First off, yes. If I hope that you have a baby pig, but I hope you have a baby kuni kuni because or oh baby kuni kunis. How many? How many usually are in a litter? Well, this would be her first one, so I believe that they're probably smaller, like yeah. four to six maybe. But okay. I think that they can have once they really start going. I think they can have like big litters, like wow. eleven or wow. twelve. Well, stinging cute, hairy. Oh pigs. my gosh, <laughs> they're so cute. And if that's the case, if that happens. Around this time period, hopefully earlier rather than later, we do usually do like a fall farm tour in the end of September, just so we can talk about more chicken facts and all the other facts of all the crazy critters that we have going on. So, oh my gosh, how cute would it be if you just saw baby pigs running around? That would be pretty. (laughs) So that's my hopes. That's my hopes and my goals for fall is baby pigs. Oh yeah. That's awesome. What you you have exciting things that are going on as well. Uh, we do. Uh, besides the fact that it, we just finished up second cutting hay. I don't know if anyone else deals with hay, but we are hay people. So that was a small feat. We're finishing up wrapping. So we have our chick days in April. So that means we have basically come into the time where all of our chicken people that purchase chickens in the spring should be. Getting their first eggs. I love it. It's my favorite. I'm pumped. We uh we're trying to like keep that on our all of our customers like watch list. Like start watching your chickens, watch their 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 nesting boxes, get ready to switch over feed, all the fun things. Get out the golf balls if you need to. We do we put wooden eggs in ours. Yeah. Yeah. Some people do golf balls, some people get the eggs. I mean, you could do anything that just kind of encourages the laying process but it's happening it's so exciting and there's nothing better than like going in there and just <gasps> la, 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 it's happening and they do they're a little bit smaller when they, they start mm-hmm. just because they're kind of getting into the groove of things but they'll start to get bigger and yep. their colors may change a little bit depending on what kind of breeds of chickens you have yep um but oh my gosh we've get, we've got duck eggs oh hey and i was really excited i went into our duck coop and I looked in the straw and I saw a black egg and I'm like, oh, it's rotten. But it's not Cayuga ducks lay black eggs. And That's I'm pretty sure awesome. it's just their bloom, like a heavy bloom that they put over it. Um, but, and as the season goes on, so, you know, if they start laying in the spring, now it is, they'll take a little break for winter. But when they pop back up in spring, there'll be those black eggs. And then as the summer kind of trickles, they'll fade to like a gray and then white at the end of the season. How but cool. it was really cool to see it's legit black. Yeah. It's not like dark brown. It's that's so cool. Charcoal black. Well, and uh, we had a like a flub on our family coop that we're uh, we're kind of excited. No, my husband's not excited about. It. I'm excited about it. We found out that one of our true blues is a rooster. It's so pretty though. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> well, I've got. I've got an Oliveager, I've got a Jersey, I've got Barred Rocks, I've got a Salmon. So I've got all these different colored egg layers. I'm like, you better believe that I am collecting a batch of eggs and we're going to hatch those suckers out so that I can get some pretty cool colors in there because that would be crossbreeds of everything in a true blue. I love it. So I'm, I'm, 
I don't know if Nathan's excited for that many chickens, but I'm excited to just see the colors. And so. this is how it starts. This is how the chicken math happens. Exactly. Is Absolutely. you're just like, oh, what's a couple eggs here? And well, and if if they start laying soon, I am definitely gonna try to let them do their thing. I'm gonna try to let them hatch their own chicks. <gasps> We've never done that. I have not either. And if that flubs completely, I will totally be handing you some eggs. But. <laughs> Um, I'm going to see if they'll just hatch their own chickens. So, uh, we're going to try it. But also because it is, you know, it's the end, it's starting to, you know, turn into fall. I mean, it's officially getting dark by eight o'clock here again, you know? So, um, it is also, you know, your bees are going to be starting to make their excess honey. Did you pull yet? We haven't pulled yet. No. We're going to this weekend. Are you? Yeah. We usually wait till like October. Oh. Yeah, we wait a while. No, that's perfect. I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can get a couple of times in yeah, before. Sure. But obviously to leave enough for them for the yeah, winter, absolutely. you know, for yeah. sure. But oh, and then obviously your gardens I'm sure are like exploding right now. Do you can? Uh, I do not, but I need to figure that out very quickly. It's not hard. Yes, I <laughs> It's not hard. We've started canning. We've been canning for I don't know, a few years now. Yeah. And it started with the fun jams and the uh-huh. pickles and stuff like that. And now it's turned into, okay, this is how many tomatoes we need to put up so that we can make our pizza sauce and our pasta sauce Ooh, and yeah. stuff like that. And, okay, these are all the green beans that we need to do mm-hmm. this way and that way. So it's not hard sure. to do it. Um, I'm just I'm a very big stickler for being safe about it. Yeah. Just because... Good. Who did we have? Was it Aunt Martha? Who what was her name? Aunt Beth. Aunt Beth. Yeah, I think that's okay, who yeah. she was. Okay. So <laughs> from last from last time. So you know, old times ago, Aunt yeah. Beth used to can in her oven. Yeah. That's not a safe thing anymore. Yeah. Don't do the things. Don't <laughs> So they've come out, I mean, like the ball catalogs and they have safe methods and easy ways of how to do it in low acid foods and high acid foods like it breaks it down Mm. it's no big deal i have been i will say that i have been doing a lot of freezing like freezing onions and freezing corn and uh zucchini and hash browns i made a ton of hash browns and froze hash browns the other day like a month ago um so we have been doing a lot of freezing um but then you know we're taking chickens to butcher tomorrow we've got cows coming so our freezers are getting full (laughs) yeah absolutely canning's a great way to open up some of that shelf space space as well but gosh it is just so nice to have all of these things on hand Mm -hmm. you know just it's not even a self-sufficiency or anything else like that i'm just plain downright lazy i don't want to get all the canned foods at the grocery store well and it's just so like the first time i ever grew a tomato can i just say i'm gonna flat out say i really don't like tomatoes but (laughs) i grew a whole bunch of crops the first time i ever had a garden and i tried a tomato even though i knew i wouldn't like it because it was something that i grew (laughs) (laughs) but there's such a difference i was astonished about it of the the difference of your garden tomatoes versus like grocery store tomatoes. You bet, absolutely. You know, um, being in Central Illinois, Tanner's Orchard is a very popular thing around here, especially this time of year. Absolutely. And with it being like a block down the street from my house, I did a couple seasons there, and they told me that apples at the grocery store 
are sometimes three months old. Wow. And it was something crazy like that because you can always get like apples in winter and stuff like that. And so their trick at the end of the season to store these was to put them in like your refrigerator crisper with some water and huh. they'll keep all season. Wow. That's interesting. It, I mean, I don't make them last that long because they're delicious. Right. But My children would not let that happen. No, but, <laughs> you know, that's just another fun way to think about, mm-hmm. you know, preserving foods and stuff. It saves on the bills. I mean, it's inc- it's exciting for the kids to be out there with you, first off. Yes. You know, uh, you feel you accomplished as a person. You feel confident in where your food's coming from. You're you know, helping your pocketbook. And, yeah, it's, like, kind of a pretty cool win. It is cool. And I'm really even more excited, too, as we're talking about gardening, is we do actually have a special guest coming on next week. What? It is. We've got some friends that are on the West Coast, and they will be chatting with us about their gardening adventures. Now, they're pretty brand new, aren't they? They are. I, you know what? We've I've been following them on their Facebook and Instagram for quite some time, so sure. I'm really excited to um, hear all about their stories. I'm, I'm pumped. I love it. So make sure you tune in next week as we interview our friends. And you can find out who our mystery guest is. Is a, is a very exciting thing. Our first interview. Our first interview. What? It's exciting. Well, current events, life, it was good to talk to you today. <laughs> it was a great visit. <laughs> See ya. See you next week. If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. Want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weiniger Farms. Or jump over to our website at WeinigerFarms.com. See you later!